listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks, an NFL podcast presented by Apollo Media. All Houston, all original. I am your host for the day, Taylor Jackson, writer and contributor for Apollo Media. You can find me on all the socials at Lil Bro Taylor. And today I am joined by the Apollo legend himself, Apollo Dez. How's it going, boss? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I bet you're doing fucking fantastic the way your boys are playing this year. Look, the, the birds are chirping, the blue, the sky is blue, everything tastes good, and uh, I cannot wait for my heart to be ripped out in a new way because that's what happens as a Cowboy fan. Yes, we have all the Super Bowls. Yes, we have all the glory. But the accustomedness of what I've had over the last 15 years is heartbreak city, and I just know this team's going to rip my heart a new way. Did, did, did Des catch it? Des always caught it. <laughs> well, you say the birds are chirping. They sure as hell weren't this weekend. Cowboys beat up on the Falcons 43 to three. Now, I know when you're on the right side of those games, it always feels good. But do you really even learn anything from them? Yeah, I think what this team learned was to bounce back because the they were on the other side of an ass kicking against the Broncos at home. And what they did was turn the page, go to work, and gave an ass whoop into the Falcons. And that's what I really like uh, to see. I mean, you could you can only take so much when it, it is that bad. Obviously, like Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback, was playing like middle of the third quarter and the entire fourth. Obviously, you can't really take, take much there. But um, the other side of things, the defense was swarming. Dan Quinn, his former team, uh, he was a head coach for the Falcons and, and you know, got fired. And uh, So it was good. He's a defense coordinator. Defense coordinator, and he made the he made all the right calls, and Matt Ryan had a had a pretty terrible day at the office. So you know how he had, he had to feel good about that. The Diggs has been having a phenomenal year, leading the NFL in interceptions. The definition of a ball hawk, really, just like you cannot throw the ball near him. And here's the thing: he's not even a great cover corner because he gives up a fair amount of separation. But if you make a mistake, I swear he's going to capitalize on it damn near every time for sure i think you nailed it with that he's not a uh, a ramsey he's not a revis island he's not a Dion Sanders. he's not gonna lock down a number one but he's gonna give up some yards but he's gonna make his plays and he can if you give this offense more possessions it's deadly because the offense is so efficient they have so many weapons and Dix finds ways to get the ball to, to the offense and he just goes up and like you said he's a ball hawk he's got great ball skills he high points the ball well um, yes, there is some stuff he has to lock up defensively, um, but he's young. That, that'll come. So Diggs is a, is a ball hawk, right? And, you know, he's going to get possessions back to the other team. And, hey, he, he's going to learn. He's a second-year guy. He's going to give up plays. But that'll come, that'll come around. That He's not going to give up all these cushions, you know, in year four, year five. So I'm not worried about that. Just keep making interceptions. I think, I think having a corner like that is so essential to having a good team because I think – I've always been under the belief that cornerback is the hardest position in sports to be good at. Maybe not goalie in soccer. Maybe, maybe that's like a, 
difference there. But out of the American sports, I think cornerback is the hardest position to be good at. No, oh, yeah, I think because you're the the receivers knows where he's going. The quarterback knows where he's going with the pass and the route. The, the DB has no idea. He has to just be super athletic and a freak to make sure that the other guy doesn't make a play on him. And I think you nailed it. I think it is one of the most difficult things in all of sports, period. It really is. And it it's really looking like y'all have a stronghold on the division here on out. It looks like at the end of the year, y'all are going to be able to have, take a breather, take some time off, let some guys rest. Let you, you said you brought up the, the loss last week against the Broncos. And in last week, pod, I gave y'all the benefit of the doubt on that. That was Dak's first week back, you know, after an injury, you can only really ask so much. Yeah. I think, I think with Dak and that calf injury and, I think everyone kind of downplayed it, but obviously you have to, you have to practice in the NFL and it shows if you don't practice at all, you're going to be rusty. And that's kind of what happened last week. And so to see them bounce back this week and be efficient offensively and put up all those points and see Lamb go nuclear, uh, having Michael Gallup back to stretch the field was, was perfect. I mean, we're not even talking about Amari Cooper or Ezekiel Elliott, really. We're talking about all these other weapons. Absolutely. I mean, and that's what you're going to need to win playoff games. Yeah, I think I think the what Kellen Moore, his game plan is, has been great. Uh, feeding Zeke, feeding Pollard, just keeping them both fresh. I think it's huge, especially with this extra week this season. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see teams uh, kind of hit, hit a wall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I believe you on that. So, Des, your Cowboys are doing great and all that, but this is a Houston sports media company, and the Houston Texans, I think, had their best week of the season this past week. You can't, you can't, you can't lose against the bye week. You, you certainly can't. can't. You know? We we were I talking thought, uh, if if somebody was going to figure out how to, it would have been the goddamn Texans, though. Yeah, it would have been like uh, like ten players getting suspended or something, and then yeah, it just would have been a, a freak a freak thing. But uh, no, I'm I mean. I don't think anyone listening can can say that the Houston Texans are playing good football, right? I think it's kind of well known that they stink, um, and the product on the field isn't great. And there's turmoil. There's you know they're trading guys. They're playing random random practice squad guys. But the one thing as a fan of football, Lovey Smith's defense has given them opportunities to win games, especially that last one in Miami. They played good. The defense played well. Yeah, and that's a Miami team that just went out and beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's just it, you got to feel for these these coaches because they've been dealt just a shitty a shitty hand, and so you know these guys are going out and giving it their all. And you know, as a competitor, they they don't like losing, and so I just I don't know. I feel for them. I really do because it's it's not good. They're a punching bag right now. No one it's, wants to be a punching bag. I mean, it's not good, but it's like it's a fundamental it's a structural issue here in houston like literally the cap for this team the absolute ceiling has been a wild card exit you got you got up on you got up 23 24 points on the chiefs and that was the height of this franchise so at what point does the nfl really step in and say you have to sell this team because it's in the fourth largest city in the united states it's in the state of Texas, the mecca for football, and you were putting out shit product year after year for damn near two decades now. At what point do they step in and say, you have to sell? So I think it's 
it's tough to say that because the commissioner works for the owners, right? And the owners are such Correct. a tight-knit community, and they, they stick up for each other no matter what. We've seen it no matter what they do. Looking at you, Bob Kraft, they stick with their own. And so it's very tough for me and my perspective to, to see an outside force to force a sell of the Houston, Texas. Maybe it takes a, a Bezos to put enough pressure because that's a, that's a lot of money to turn away if you're the commissioner. So I, I just, I don't know if there's, I think you just got to ride with just knowing that Cal's going to be there for the foreseeable future. But here's the thing. Cal's not even the majority shareholder. It's Janice, an yeah, art connoisseur I, that doesn't give a shit about football. For sure. So, it's, so what, what improvements happen there? ever? Like what, what upside do you see from them exist from them continuing to be the ownership? I, I think they just, they see their bottom line being raised. I mean, every single time people are still going, it would literally take worse than the photos that are showing at NRG now. And we've seen some bad photos. Our guy Colin Spaceman was at, I think the last home game and you know, the lower bowl was empty. Vanessa Richardson for, 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 she was in the media group. Right. And she was the only active media member in the media side of things. And I, that's a terrible look, but there's just got to be something that is just so mind blowing to everyone that it catches national, the national news. You got to have pro football focus. You got to have a night crew. You got to have the Monday night crew talking about what is happening in Houston. And until then they're just going to keep cashing checks. I, I wonder how long that continues because from the way things exist now, no high-profile player is going to come to Houston. You are not going to have, uh, you know, you, you, you can give them the entire world, and they're going to say, I'm not going to go play in that dog shit. I'm not going to sit here and be a loser, a certified loser, because that's what the Houston Texans franchise is. So let me ask you this question. Uh, we had Brian Lalima on a few weeks ago. And I asked him the same. He gave a pretty good answer. If you were gifted the Houston Texans franchise right now, you are the owner starting tomorrow. What moves do you make now to lead to an eventual Super Bowl? What, so what, is, the, one, what, is, what is the first steps you start taking there? So one, you, I know the product on the field sucks and the turnover needs to be a lot. So I am trading any valuable asset I have for picks. Picks are the collateral and the lifeblood of the NFL. I'm trying to get as many picks as I can. I'm trying to do everything in my power to load up on all those picks. But two, I know I have a shit product. What can I do to fix that? I make the fan experience the best it's ever been. I am bringing, I don't know, I would probably be Barnum Bailey. I would have the circus going. I would have DJs going. I would have affordable tickets. I would have the cheapest beer in all the NFL. And I would make sure my costs are almost net even because I have to get people in the stands. I got to get people fired up. And you have to have a differentiating factor in the marketplace to make that happen. And it's not your football product. So I'm looking at it as a fan experience. I'm looking to have the greatest party every Sunday, no matter what happens on the field. Now, after losing and getting assets and getting picks, you have to hit on those guys. You have to look young. You got to look at these, these coaches and you don't 
go with the with the David Coley's. You go find a, a young coach you can build around your version of your Jimmy Johnson, your LaFleur, your Shanahan, your, Kingsbury. you know, can you, you just find a young – I'd go out – if I'm the Houston Texans, i go get Lincoln Riley. I'm like, Lincoln, you're our guy for 10 years. Let's build it up. Go get someone that's offensive-minded, can, can, can do it, because that, what puts asses in seats? Points. You may lose a shit ton of games, but if you're putting if you're putting points on the board and you're making everyone feel good about that and you're having a good fan experience, that is what I would do. Um, but until then, I just don't know. I think the ownership now is just content of keep cash and checks. Yeah, I, I like that answer a lot because I do think the answer is if you want to, because like we've been saying, this is a multi multi year rebuild that they are in the middle of here or probably at the beginning of. Uh, and you want to take as much attention away from this product on the field that you can by improving the fan experience because, um, NRG is really not that fun. Yeah. You have to, you have to make, you have to make it your Mecca. You have to make it this fan experience, this, this party on Sunday that everyone wants to go to great Gatsby it. Just yeah. throw all the throw all the bells yeah. and whistles. Make it a fucking party, because if you don't, people aren't going to come out to watch this. Yeah, like who uh, who you're going to get really good seats for twenty bucks, and you're still going to drive all, all see them lose by thirty. Like you're going to see the other team at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the Houston Texans are the Houston Texans, and as long as Jack Easterby has his grubby little fingers. Uh, pulling strings within an organization. Uh, you say you go out and get a Lincoln Riley. I don't even know how much he's going to be able to accomplish if he's not even the main decision maker back there. Yeah, that, I think that's the biggest, the biggest wild card is what Preacher Jack is doing, and 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 this vacuum of if I was the owner, he'd be the the first to go, obviously. Um, but I just feel like go young. Go young, embrace the suck, get picks and collateral. Hope you hit on that. I don't know if Castillo's a guy either, but go throw a 10-year deal at Lincoln Riley and be like, hey, this we know it's gonna suck, but now you're an NFL coach. That's what there's not gonna be a guy in the college ranks that is gonna turn down an NFL job. That's what they're going for. That's what they want to aspire to be, is being the best of the best. And those jobs are rare. So um, use that to your leverage and your uh, what you can do. So Taking a step away from the Texans, as a wide view look of the NFL season this year, I think this is one of the most wide open years we've seen in a very long time. I mean, I was preaching uh, a few days ago that throw all your fucking money on the Rams to, to win it all. And here we are, as we always are, recording during the Monday night game, and the Niners are up 24 to 7 on the Rams. Yeah. So, so who do you, so who do you have, who do you, cause you have, you have an AFC North team. I mean, AFC North division that is super tight an AFC West division that is super tight and an NFC South division that is super tight. Yeah. So on the NFC side, right. You have legitimately like five number potential number one seats with the Cowboys, the Packers, Tampa Bay could get hot. Arizona and the Rams. And then in the shadows lurking, you have 
New Orleans. You have Minnesota who can turn it on offensively. And that's kind of the cream of the crop right now through, I mean, I, through, through nine weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd believe you a lot more on the Saints if they quit fucking breaking my heart in the last two minutes of games. So with those with teams on the NFC side, it's going to go down the wire. I know you said that the Cowboys are going to cruise to the NFC East, and they, they are, but they're going to have to play through the whistle just because you could be 14-3, and three, but you could be a four seed because that's how good everyone is in the NFC. So you got to play through the whistle and make sure you get these wins. On the other side, the AFC side, like you said, these divisions are tight right now. You have Buffalo, you have New England lurking. Um, there, I mean, all of a sudden, Mac Jones is, you know, Tom Brady reincarnated, right? Everyone's like, how did he even slip to them? But I mean, Patriots uh, are Patriots are half game back from the Bills. Yeah, and, and it was all Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Now we are seeing this too high safety defense that are giving him fits, giving Patrick Mahomes fits. So that's something to to look at on the AFC North. Baltimore and Pittsburgh are going to slug it out. That tie may come to be a, a huge thing. You have Cincinnati and Cleveland that are all right there hanging around the rim. Tennessee's 8-2, but, like, four of their wins have been ugly. Like, really, really ugly. They're a team and that so, wins ugly, though. And that's – They do. That's a, that's a trait you really need in the playoffs. But I don't think that's sustainable. It, it helps in the playoffs for sure. I don't know if it's sustainable through the playoffs, but we'll see. Uh, Indy could turn it on at any point. They're five and five. You know, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best backs in the league. And then out West, you have Kansas City, who's six and four yeah, with Ken- LA and, and Vegas and Denver chasing one game. The Chiefs now lead the division. They do. Like a, a, a team that we were all two, three weeks ago saying, damn, bro, I cannot believe they threw away this season. Cannot, I don't know how the hell they did it. Now they're back on top. The Chargers are the. The defensive hole, or I guess the defensive depth, depth is starting to show up there, um, where yes. they're getting they're getting destroyed in the secondary, and then the Bengals. I mean, they were overplaying anyways, but I mean, it's so wide open. It is so wide open. So, at the end of the day, I don't think any of us really know what the hell's going to happen. You can go to your best analyst, and he's probably going to be wrong. But Des, who's in the Super Bowl? Oh boy. Um let's say I'm gonna I'm never gonna count out Tom Brady. I mean, he's I'm gonna say the Bucks just because it's it's Tom Brady. Wow. Um I just can't bet against them. I don't have the balls to say the Cowboys. Um the AFC side, man, I feel like it's whoever gets hot that last month. Let's say it really. I, I agree with you there. I, it, it's going to be a sense of momentum. I think. I think it's going to be momentum and whoever's playing really, really sound defense. So let me just say right now, I'll say Tennessee. I just, I, I kind of backtracking what I said. They, they can't do it and win ugly throughout it. But I'm going to say Tennessee. I Tennessee been, versus the Bucks. I've been hell bent on that. Tom Brady was a system QB. I don't give a shit if he wins four more MVPs. He was a system QB, and Bill Belichick made him the man he is, and he's proven that he can take anybody outside of Cam Newton, apparently, and make a, a salvageable, if not very good, team out here. Yeah. I kind of I like the Patriots coming out of the AFC. 
<laughs> you're a madman. I mean, you're a I, man. I always bet on the coaches. The coaching staffs are what win playoff games because it, there's really two seasons in every sport. There's two seasons. There's the regular season and there's the postseason, and they are not the same. You have to do different things to win those two types of games. And the Patriots know the Patriots staff know how to fucking win those type of games. Yeah, I think you're 100% right because you can never count out that madman, the emperor himself, Bill Belichick, because he just schemes so well. Now he has his son as the de facto DC, and they're just kind of he's looking at his chops on camera. It's weird, and people buy into it. He has a wild looking character. Dude, he. He's wild. I if just, you if you know. were to draw, if you had would you have a what, beer with him, would you have a beer? With him? I don't think so. I don't think so. He, he creeps me the fuck me. out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I if you had a million chances to guess what Bill Belichick's son were, looks like, <laughs> I don't think you'd guess that. I don't. I I don't think he saw daylight, and still he was probably like twenty five. <laughs> it was just in the cave. Bill, Bill let him out. Yeah, Bill let him out of the film and room. And then let him out. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> doesn't know how to act. That's why he has like this half beard going and the long hair and just look at his chops. I, it's just I don't. I'm you're talking me into the Patriots going to the Super Bowl again. You really are. I mean, besides the Titans, nobody has more than six wins in the AFC. Yeah, I, I just think is whoever gets hot and, and defense wins championships and. We saw it last year with the Bucks just making Mahomes run for his life for four quarters. It's just, man, that's what worries me about the Cowboys is they're so offensively efficient in the playoffs. It's a whole nother beast. And so that's what worries me there. You know, I fuck it. Let's go. Let's go Buccaneers versus Patriots in the Super Bowl and just have the greatest content of ever, God, I guess. Thank God, the, the media would fucking love that, wouldn't they? They would. Um, they would. The, the Cardinals have been incredible this year. The, the Packers, in my mind, are the best team in the NFL. Um, it, as long as Rodgers is, Rodgers is on the field. And that's also been a recurring thing that we've had to deal with is starting quarterbacks are just in and out this year. Yeah. I mean, Kyler's, what, missed two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aaron got his, his COVID thing. Um, Big Ben got COVID. Um, uh, it's just who can stay healthy and who can just ride momentum into the playoffs. I think that's the recipe. I mean, across all sports, really, generally, that's who that's who usually makes the most noise. Yeah, especially in these one game sets, you don't get to you don't get to play a seven game series in football. Right. Exactly. Well, Des, I appreciate you coming on today, bud. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, bro. Um, you guys are killing it. This is some of the best content we'll do. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys grow into this more. And uh, I'm happy you guys are knocking us all out. Of course. Uh, Saints boys play December 3rd, I believe. Yeah, second or third. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll be I, back on. I hope to. I hope to be ruining your fun that week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll find a sports bar and watch that one. We'll make some of, content. Out of of course. Of course. All right, bus. Thanks for coming in. Apollo Des, the leader, our chosen leader of Apollo media. 
coming to you live. Thanks for having me, bro. Love you. Love you. Big thanks to Apollo Dez coming out and join us. A uh, little preview of next week. Little little fun tribute. We got three Thursday nighters, November 25th, which is obviously the Thanksgiving games. Bears Lions playing at 1130. Raiders Cowboys coming in at 330. And Bills Saints, 720 p.m. We will have beam eyes on next week. Big Bills fan, we're going to be going at it. It should be fun. Uh, Steelers-Bengals playing next week. That's going to be a big decider in how the rest of this division rolls out. Chargers-Broncos, same thing for that division. Browns-Ravens, same thing. I mean, it's just so tight across the board. It's a fun season. It's a fun season. Um, There's no favorites really anywhere outside of some of these divisions that have already been somewhat decided like the Cowboys and the Titans. And then probably the most high profile game for next week will be the Rams versus the Packers. A couple of dogs slugging it out, a potential playoff matchup. It's going to be fun to see how, how the Rams face up against some good competition against against an Aaron Rodgers led Packers offense that is rolling. Obviously, the Rams just went out and got Odell Beckham Jr. to add to Cooper Cup, but that comes in light of Robert Woods being ruled out for the rest of the year with an ACL tear. On the other side of that game, uh, for the Packers, Aaron Jones is going to be out one to two weeks with an MCL sprain. But honestly, the way A.J. Dillon's running the rock, I don't think they're going to be missing a beat there. Fun week coming up. Thursday, I mean, the, the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving games are always incredible. So I enjoy y'all to stuff y'all's faces with stuffing, cranberry, turkey, mashed potatoes, cream corn, mac and cheese, the whole yards. Fill them plates up, and hopefully our TVs are filled up with points. We'll have Bruce with us back next week. Until then, y'all enjoy y'all's Thanksgiving and enjoy y'all some football. Who next?